0: You can't deny me, you can decide to turn your face away. No matter, cause there's something inside so strong. I know that I can make it, though you're
1: doing me wrong, so wrong. You thought that my pride was gone. Thank you, Lira. Uh, something Inside So Strong, uh, that uh, song from Lira on uh, SFM 104.2, 107 Nationwide. Uh, you know what is, How strong is the something inside you? Uh, we're talking about calmness. I, I, I do think calmness is a superpower. Uh, I think to, to a large extent, that's why it irks people uh, when they're losing it uh, next to you and, 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 <laughs> and you're calm. It, it annoys them even more. But how do you reach that state of calmness? Uh, and, um, you know, uh, Spiwe Moyo is an organizational behavior specialist and a global speaker and author. Spiwe, good morning.
2: Good morning, KG. And isn't that song also beautiful? Thanks for having me.
1: So how do you define calmness? What is what is it to be calm in the midst of a storm?
2: I think to be calm generally is to be in a state of mindfulness that you would Whatever you are going to do next is not something that you will regret the next day or two. I think for me, that's that's the best definition of what calm means. Because generally, uh, even though you're experiencing what some people term as negative uh, emotions, which are generally shying away from that term negative, because emotions are just emotions.
0: Mm. When you're
2: feeling sad. You're feeling angry. That's also fine. The the emotional regulation part. Just managing your emotion, we call it emotional regulation. It's just that understanding that whatever I do next after I've experienced that emotion is not something that I might just regret a day or even a few moments after whatever i done. So it's just relaxing and being in that state where uh, your your mind or your cognitive abilities are what's going to come next instead of uh, doing something that you will regret.
1: But then in an average day, all of us go through varied experiences that demand different things of us, right? I drove mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. SABC this morning, uh, coming from an area that was load shed, and uh, the mm-hmm. traffic was completely redefined, and uh, the energy is very palpable on the road when uh, the traffic lights are not working, and we have many four-way mm-hmm. stops, and, and, and there's no movement, which means it demands different parts of me uh, to mm. be. Calm under different circumstances. So how do you manage that level of calmness that you need that you just define in different spaces? Because when you get out of traffic, you're going to work. You work with mm-hmm. people that aren't you, uh, you know, and uh, work relations in themselves uh, demand a level of emotional intelligence that uh, some mm-hmm. people don't bring uh, to the working environment. And then you're in a relationship or you're married. And that in itself demands a different kind of uh, level of calmness because you love Mm -hmm. uh, the person you're dealing with. I suppose the essence of my question is, how then do you remain calm throughout the different needs of your emotional existence in an average day, for example?
2: That's such a great question. And I think what we know about um, research around coping, um, which calmness is a part of of coping with daily lives is that there's just two ways on how we cope with our emotional, um, uh, whatever emotional experiences that we experience. The first one is what we call uh, problem solutions based coping. In other words, I see a problem and I go to solutions mode and I solve the problem. Mm. Right. So if if I'm driving in traffic and and I, I notice that I have a problem. Uh, the best thing for me to do is to solve that particular problem by trying a different route and so on but the second way of coping therefore which is if you realize that you can't solve the problem that you're having and then you have to focus on what you can control which is generally on how you do emotional regulation on how you teach yourself uh, to regulate your own emotions and calm and emotional intelligence and all those amazing things. Mm-hmm. And there's a few practical things that you can try and do for, for you to get calm. For example, uh, we, we chat about practicing mindfulness, which as a guy from Soweto and from Farm, I never heard of this thing until I went into <laughs> some of the things that we studied. But that idea of being mindful, uh, focusing on your breathing, uh, and... You know just deep breathing before you do anything that you're going to regret is very important so mm. in that traffic in that moment practice deep meaningful breathing and and there's a bit of science around this but generally as human beings we don't breathe very well and that's really? why we tend to get into a state of panic so you have to be very intentional about your breathing in order for you to get it right so some of those things help us uh, calm music help us so So, for example, if you really want to become, although you love a piano, you probably want to suspend a piano (laughs) a little bit and play some really classic uh, music that's going to help you get into that uh, that state of mind. And so that's important for different aspects of our life. You can do it in the car, Mm. you can do it in life. But what people then do is that they think practicing this mindfulness or emotional regulation is avoidance. Which, which is bad as well. So we have situations where people have two extremes. The other have uh, artificial harmony mm. in their relationship. And that's dangerous, like, isn't it? That is absolutely dangerous because we know there's something happening.
0: Mm. But now
2: we, we are just in harmony and it's artificial and we know, but that's an extreme. On the other extreme, then we have people who are aggressive. But there's something there in between about knowing how to state exactly how you feel with love, With care, but you must say what you feel.
1: Yeah. You speak also about the science of breathing. Uh, One would assume I'm breathing now, therefore, you know, I'm having this conversation with you, therefore, I'm breathing, therefore, everything is fine. What is. The science of breathing and making sure that you practice that science correctly uh, for it to be effective for whatever situation you may find yourself in uh, that demands of you to be calm.
2: Absolutely. So there is a bit of science to it, and a lot of research has gone into this. One of one of my favorite one, which I think is has been tested for so long. It's called the 478 breathing technique.
1: The what? And, and 478. 478 breathing technique, yeah? Yes. So the idea of 478 breathing technique is, is the idea that you
2: find a very, very comfortable space and you make sure that you breathe in through your nose and you count up to four when you're breathing in.
0: Okay. And
2: then you hold the breath to the count of seven. So you hold and you count up to seven. And then once you exhale, you exhale through your mouth through the count of eight. So breathing in, count of four, hold the breath to the count of seven, exhale through your mouth through the count of eight, like slow breaths. So what that breathing technique has found is that even when people do uh, a breathing technique and they think they are being they're doing well by breathing, they're still not doing well. So this particular technique has shown that it's just enough time for you to then trigger moments of calm, Mm. trigger moments of emotional awareness, because generally even those who try and do deep breathing, if you don't use this technique, you probably stop sooner than you should.
1: Yeah. Um, You spoke uh, also about uh, the issue of the danger of uh, avoidance. Uh, In fact, Mm. I think uh, in most uh, uh, um, cultures, uh, people will say, (laughs) meaning, uh, you know, meaning uh, there was a process of, of avoidance. How do you know when you're avoiding Versus when you're really calm. Because there are those people, aren't there, Spiwe, uh, that can avoid. Uh, and you can sort of see it, that they're saying, I'll save this for now, uh, but I'll come back to it. And when I come back to it, there will be fire. How do you know hmm. yourself, as, as, as you know, the person who's doing it, that here I'm avoiding or here I'm actually calm?
2: I think I think generally you just know, and I mean I fall victim of this myself. Even though I have I've managed to, because we're human.
0: Know,
2: <laughs> yes, it is us. I know for a fact that generally men we we avoid a lot of uh, having difficult conversation, and and some of them. I was chatting to somebody else the other day that you know some of them, even the way we were raised, you know I think you know our parents did an amazing job raising us, but generally. They teach men to avoid difficult conversations. So, for example, once I started working, you know, once you start working, when you are feeling a bit moody and, and your and mom tells everybody else that, me again, I'm not Unjian. feeling well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> until, until you stay with other people other than your parents, and then you realize, which is, hey, no one is going to let you just sulk. They will ask you even in the middle of your sulking, but mm. you don't know how to do it. Mm. But to answer your question, when you're avoiding, you can tell in your emotional state that you are not right. So there's a bit of anger that is just building up um, in, your, in your heart. You can tell in your heart you are just shaking, you have some anxiety, you have some trepidation. You know, you know, it, you nothing a sugar my knee. Any time is tea time. Uh, that you can be able to, 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 to fight anybody. But when you are calm, you you know what is, your emotional state is well. You're not in a panic zone where you're feeling fear and trembling and trepidation, and you know that you can have a regular good conversation about it. Mm. So I, I normally test myself with this uh, to know whether I'm calm or I'm avoiding. If someone were to open this conversation now, Uh, how will I engage that conversation? Will I engage that conversation in a way that my voice is shaking, I feel a bit of anger. Then I know I was avoiding. I was not calm at that time.
1: Do we necessarily all need to know our triggers? Do we need to know uh, the kinds of things that make us go into panic mode? Or should we manage ourselves in such a way that notwithstanding uh, the kind of triggers that we know we have, we have to find a way to retain a state of calmness nonetheless? I don't know if that makes sense.
2: That makes a lot of sense, and it's a it's an, it's not an either or it's a both end. So we need to know some of the things that trigger us generally. Self awareness is the first ingredient or antecedent of emotional regulation. You have to have self awareness. Mm. You have to understand some of the things that trigger you. But then you have to then say, in spite of or despite my triggers, yes, I will try and avoid my the things that trigger me. But unfortunately, that's not how life works. Mm. You should still learn the discipline of emotional intelligence, of remaining calm, the discipline of being able to have good, solid, quality, courageous conversations
0: Mm. that
2: are not emotionally charged. So the best thing that you want to learn, the skill that you want to learn is to have good, quality conversations. Because generally we build up anger because we are not able to have good, solid, honest conversations without moving to the other side of the scale where we become aggressive. But it's very helpful to know the triggers. It is very, very helpful. Okay. Um, but you should still learn to develop this idea of remaining calm and emotional intelligence
1: anyway. I like this conversation with uh, Spure Moyo. Please join it on uh, 0117142006 as we all learn uh, the superpower of uh, being calm. Spure uh, is an organizational behavior specialist and global speaker and author. Join the conversation. We'll come back with your calls on uh, 0117142006 after this quick break.
2: Across South Africa, online and on
0: radio. SAFM, let's talk.
1: Welcome back. Uh, we are in conversation uh, with Spiwa Moyo, who is an organizational behavior specialist and global speaker and author. In fact, Spiwa, you must tell us what the name of your book is. And we're talking about uh, staying calm during a chaotic situation. What is the name of your book, Spiwa?
2: My latest book is called Your Next Move: Career Strategies to Survive and Thrive Beyond COVID-19 and Beyond. And so that's the latest one I have for.
1: Okay, fantastic. And you'll tell us at the end then where uh, those books are available. But we have some calls now. Joseph, we'll start with you in Whitbank. Hello, Joseph. Good morning. Welcome to SAFM. Yes, Mama Unjani. Baba Unjani.
2: I'm fine. Thank you so much.
1: I made a first caller in this show. We're listening, Hello? Joseph. We're listening to you. I'm the first caller today at man.
2: You know, what? I just want to comment on the issue of staying calm and uh, avoiding. Most of us, we're avoiding than staying calm. Because staying calm and avoiding is a, the two things different. The two things are different. You are killing a person. That is a good, what you call Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Joseph. I wanted to talk about uh, uh, panic attacks, spirit, um, uh, because that's something that's real, right? Uh, that 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 happens. And having a panic attack does not necessarily mean you're not uh, you're not a calm person. You could just be having a moment.
2: Absolutely, I, I think panic, panic attacks are a little bit different mm. because.
1: Firstly, they are just sudden, and, and they
2: are they are very unreasonable, uh, unreasonable feelings mm. of fear and anxiety because you just cannot figure out uh, why is this response so exaggerated based on whatever I'm doing. So you, you can tell that the, the heart starts racing, fast breathing, and sweating generally. Um, but sometimes you just know that this is a mental health disorder that needs mm. a different kind of uh, intervention. So, if people have panic attacks, it really does help to just get proper mental health uh, assistance in order for you to get those. Because generally, when you are having a bit of a, a bit of heart racing and so on, and you can tell what it's based on. So, let's mm. say you're about to do public speaking, and you are not a public speaker. Yeah. You can tell your heart is breathing fast. You have sweaty hands then you know what to attribute that to. But panic attacks, sometimes you just cannot find any particular reason why you should be having one. Yeah. And that's when you can tell that it's it's stuff that now needs medication or it needs a professional to help.
1: So if somebody is listening and they generally don't know how to uh, calm themselves so in uh, whatever life situation, what is what would you say to them is the first place to start? Because uh, you spoke earlier about the four, seven, eight breathing technique, which you explained very well. But if somebody says, "I'm a person who generally freaks out," right? Where mm-hmm. would you say they should start uh, learning the art of coming themselves? Is it breath, and then
2: the 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 the, the, the other ones that appear, affect this is things that you actually don't do immediately. That's why people can associate them with so for example poor sleep quality Uh, so if you're not sleeping well generally you struggle a lot to remain calm yeah so each and every one of us must actually fix the way we sleep uh, so that that idea one of the best tips i received a few years ago was this idea of making sure that at least maybe 60 minutes or so before you sleep you switch off your phone you make sure that you don't get that light in your eyes
1: yes and you
2: just grab a book Preferably a novel. That's not going to get your heart rating. A novel, some fiction, some don't really read nice... about
1: politics. <laughs> yeah, don't read about politics
2: before you sleep. You're going to have lightness.
1: <laughs> read something light. And
2: what it then helps you, it helps you to access this thing called deep sleep and sleep properly. I even see myself, uh, KG, that, you know, when I didn't sleep properly, even the way... I manage people at work. Even the way I do negotiations, I'm grumpy. I, I can feel that yeah. I, I'm not able to 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 be calm. Uh, so that's very important for us to to do that. Secondly, it's just to learn learn the art of having good quality, casual conversations. That's very very important mm. for us to understand how 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 am I able to 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 do that, and then maintaining a a good morning ritual is another way of of getting uh, calm. So many of us understand the power of having a morning ritual. Just literally 30 minutes every day, do things that speak to your soul.
0: Mm. Um,
2: whether it's mindfulness, whether it's breathing, whether it's reading, whether it's prayer, if you pray, whether it's taking a walk, if you're that person. There's a direct link between a good morning ritual and the state of remaining calm um, during the day.
1: Fantastic. Uh, hopefully, we can get through this call quickly. Sabu, in the Western Cape. Hi, Sabu.
2: Hi, good How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you. We've got a short space of time, so ask your question quickly to allow Spiwe to answer.
2: Uh, Mine, uh, two things that I want to touch base on. Uh, one, uh, let me talk on, 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 on uh, I I want to understand uh, if you then... One is uh, doing his or her best in terms of uh, controlling the emotions and trying to stay calm. But yet, uh, you find that you are being provoked uh, by all means. And then how do you come to deal with that?
1: Okay. Okay, listen on the radio, Sabu. Uh, When you're being provoked, (laughs) uh, uh, how do you deal with that, Piwe? Did we lose Piwe?
2: Just having an external locus of control. Move away, get out do whatever you can do to get out of that situation because you are still responsible for managing your own emotions. You yes, there still... are triggers, uh, but you are in charge of those emotions.
1: Spiwa, how do people get in touch with you and where are your books available? I'm so sorry to rush you.
2: No, 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 that's fine. My book available. My books are available as exclusive books and bargain books. Uh, the best way to reach me is spiwellmoyot.com. Thanks for having me, KG.
1: Thank you, Spiwa. I see your Twitter page. I see uh, all of your books. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and thank you for teaching us. We appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Spiwa Moya is Organizational Behavior Specialist and Global Speaker and Author on The Art of Being Calm. I'm calmly taking you to the news now. It's 11. It's time for the SAFM News, and N. Musa is standing by.